Hey family, how are you? How was your day? Did you go to work? Did you stay home? Either way, I pray you had an amazing day in the name of Jesus. So this past week, um, I've been detoxing, just trying to clean myself out, trying to prepare myself for the new year. I'm not going on this new year resolution diet, but what I am trying to do is eat more cleaner and eat better for me to continuously do what it is that God has called me to do. Um, Health is so important. And little small changes make a very, very big difference. So um, making those changes that it will make a big difference in the long run. Amen. Amen. So today is actually the last day of my detox. And don't judge me. I have craved chocolate chip cookies for like the past three days. So I was very, very good. (laughs) I was very, very good. And I, you know, controlled myself throughout this detox and ate only what I was supposed to eat, drinking my water, eating my fruits and vegetables. So I was very good. And I said, I was going to treat myself to a cookie. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know why we say a cookie because we know, I know I'm going to eat more than one cookie, maybe two, maybe two. Okay. So anyway, so I went to the supermarket to get me some things to make the cookie. Um, But as I'm there, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to make my own cookie. Ain't nothing like a fresh baked homemade cookie. Amen. So I did blow and dabble a little bit in the, in the, in the oven. So I said, you know what? I'm going to make my own cookies. So as I get home and I'm preparing, putting ingredients together, the Holy Spirit brought to my remembrance first Kings 17. And the Lord reminded me of his prophet that he sent to a widow to bake him a cake. <laughs> baking. So let's go to the word of God and see what God is doing. Amen. How many of you know that we serve the same God of Elijah and that we serve the same God as that widow, that whatever God has done for them, that he would do for us. We serve an amazing, faithful, on time, right now kind of God. And he wants to do for you what he's done for them. See, the trick of this is you have to take the word and apply it to yourself. That when you read this story, it's not just talking about Elijah. It's not just talking about the widow. That you got to insert your name into the living body. Bible because you're alive and the word is alive. And when you put those two together, hallelujah, when you insert your name, where you see Elijah or where you see the widow or where you see David or where you see Moses, when you insert your name, you're able to see the word as God intended. We see in it as God speaking to us, as God providing for us, as God healing us, as God uh, making ways for us and opening our Red Seas. Amen. God is awesome. And we have to take the word, apply it to ourselves, not just putting it on the people in the Bible or not just for the pastors. No, this word is for me and I'm going to receive it as such. So enough of my rambling. Let's go to the word of God and see what God is doing with this cake. (laughs) So first King 17 in the Bible reads in Elijah, the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him saying, get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Shereth that is before Jordan. 
And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the raven to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook of Shereth that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought his bread and flesh in the morning and bread and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the Lord and the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to sustain you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and he said, fetch me, I pray to you, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And she said, I'm sorry. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal and a barrel and a little oil and a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal, shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat for many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of the oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's so much here. God provided for his man of God who was on assignment, who who was being obedient to the word of the Lord. That when it looked like he should have stayed where he was in the midst of a famine, in the midst of a drought, God said, listen, get up, arise, go by the brook. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of you, my son. I'm going to take care of you, my daughter. Go, go this way. Go to this city. Go to this church. I'm going to take care of you, my son. I'm going to take care of you, my daughter. And I have commanded the ravens to feed you. And we all know ravens are not the type of animals that will feed you. They are, they're ravens. They want to, they'll eat. They'll take your food. But God has put it in the heart and the mind of the raven to provide for Elijah. And then God turns around and tell him once the brook had dried up and there was no, you know, no water for him to drink. Even though the raven was continuously bringing him his flesh and his bread, there was no water. 
So God told him to arise, that he's going to send him to another place, that he's going to place it in a heart. And I love that when the word says command, it's not a command. It's a God knows how to tug on our heart. God knows to cause us to yield to his promptings and to his leadings. And he knew that this woman, even in her fear, even in her, her confusion, that she would be willing to humble herself. Before the sovereignty of God, that when she heard the voice of the Lord, she would be obedient. So he said, I commanded a widow to sustain you there. So in the beginning of this, God is taking care of his prophet. God is telling him, you walking in obedience, you doing what I've called you to do. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to provide for you, not just, just to provide. I'm going to provide for you where man said there should be no provision. There is no water. There is no food, but I'm going to lead you by a brook that you can drink of. And I'm going to cause a raisin, a raven to come by morning and by night to make sure you eat. And then when that was all gone, because he put his trust in the Lord, he didn't put his trust in himself. He trusted in God. God told him arise. So when God told him to arise again, he knew it was okay. Because God provided for him by the brook. So when he told him the woman was going to take care of him, Elijah obliged. He got up in obedience and he went. So now God takes him to the widow. Now, not only God is dealing with Elijah, God is also dealing with the widow both at the same time. Amen. Amen. He's dealing with both. He's, he's testing Elijah. He's testing his trust. He's testing his obedience just as much as he is testing the widow, her obedience and her faith and her trust in God. So now he comes to the widow and he tells the widow, get me some water. So apparently she had some water because the Bible says she went to go get the water. But then as she was on her way to get the water, Elijah stopped her and said, while you at it, go make me something to eat. And then this woman turned around and she said, I'm sorry, as long as the Lord liveth, I don't I don't have a cake. I don't have anything. I just got this little bit of meal. I got this little bit of oil and me and my son, we're going to eat this and then we're going to die. And then Elijah told her, make me one first. Make me one first. So now God is testing the widow. Are you going to be obedient to the man of God? Are you going to humble yourself to the man of God? Or are you going to fix your eyes on your current situation and think that there is no way out that I can't feed you? I just told you, man of God, I only have a little bit and I have this little boy here. What do you want me to do? Are you going to look at your your ability? Are you going to look at what you have in your hand? Are you going to look at what God has in his hand? And this is what I love about this because God want us to get to that place that we can look in our hands and we look like we only have a little bit. But when God requires that little bit that you have, that's because he wants you to, he wants you to have overflow. God want us to get to a place of overflow. He want our meal to overflow. He want our blessings to overflow, to overtake us, to consume us. But we have yet to get to that place that we're willing to sacrifice the little that we have. All she had was this one last meal. 
one last meal for her and her son. And God is requiring her last meal. Has God required your last? Have you been in situations where you at your wits end and you have nothing left to give? You don't have no more patience. You don't have no more love. You don't have no more money. But yet God is requiring of your last. You only have a little bit of money to get through the week. You only have a little bit of patience to get to the car. You only have a little bit of love just for your children because anybody outside of your home is just too much to bear. But yet God is calling you to love thy neighbor. God is calling you to love your co-worker who consistently talk about you. God is telling you to sow into the life of someone else. And at this time in your life, in this season in your life, you need help. Have that happened to you? Has God required your last? So the man of God tells her, as long as the Lord liveth. That if you put your trust in God and you make that cake for me first, because you're not really giving it to me, you're giving it to God. I came here. He sent me here. I'm only here because he sent me. And if you believe that I'm sent by God, you're not feeding me. You're feeding him. And the word says, what you do to the least you have done unto me. That we got to understand that God is sending men and women of God into our life. And they are representation for Jesus. And if we don't treat them right. And if we don't surrender. And if we don't sacrifice to the man of God and that woman of God. We're going to miss out on a blessing. Now, don't misinterpret what I'm saying. Yes, we got to test the spirit. But when you know that that is a woman of God and when you know that is a man of God, walk in obedience and begin to give what is asked of you, what is required of you. Elijah said, make it for me first, because when you do your meal and your oil will not run out until rain hit the ground. Sometimes God likes to get us in those situations when we are at our last we're at our last because we, we out of ourselves. When you out of, when you at your last, you don't, you don't have no way out. I can't do nothing else. I have no more money. I have no more patience. I have no more. I have no more love, Lord. I can't do it no more. My heart is hurting my Lord. Lord, I can't do it. I have nothing left to give. And sometimes God likes for us to get to that place because when we get to that place, that's when the spirit of God can step in. Then we begin to love on a different level because it's not me loving you. It's God loving you through me. And it's not me really giving. It's God providing ways for me to have that you may have. And it's not really my peace. It's the peace of God that surpass all understanding because I'm at my wit's end and I really don't have enough and I don't have nothing left. But when I put my trust in the great I am, more seems to come. And I just want to encourage somebody right now to position yourself that your meal and your oil never run out. That we have to be willing to give to God our very last. That we got to give to the people of God our very last. Our time, our energy, our love, our finances. Whatever it is that God is requiring. Because he's requiring something of each and every one of us. Each and every one of us. 
And for some reason, he loves to come at that last hour. He loves to come when we're at our wit's end, when we're at our last dollar, when we have, but we got two seconds from snapping. And here comes the Lord. Because when you're at your end, that's when I can begin. When you, when you stop trying to figure it out on your own, that's when I can move. Because I know the plan that I have for you. I don't know the plan that I have, but God knows the plan that he have. And I'm encouraged by this as I was baking my cookies and I was saying, you know what, Lord? This is awesome. Because sometimes we... We, we, we do things for ourselves and we, we have this idea of this is about me. This is for me. But God put this woman in a position where you were at your end. And yes, no, right now I'm not at my end. But I love the way the Lord uses the word and how he can use me baking cookies and put it with this woman that had to bake a cake for Elijah to know how important it is to humble myself before the man of God, before the woman of God. God keeps me in a posture of humility. He constantly reminds me the importance of humbling myself and putting my leaders before myself. That I trust that God has placed them in my life. So my reverence for them and my respect for them and my, my, my will to be willing to humble myself and do what is required of me is important. And God is looking for you to get to a place that you admi- you admonish and you reverence the, the, the people that God has placed over you. Your shepherd, your leaders, your teachers, your boss. There's so many people that God has placed in authority over us and we have to learn to respect them because they are representations of Christ. God sent them. God sent them. You're not working where you're working by accident. God has strategically orchestrated that. You don't live where you live for nothing. God orchestrated that. You don't worship where you worship just because you said, oh, this seems like a good church. No. If you are being led by the Holy Spirit of God, God put you there. So now we have to be obedient to the word of God to the leadings of the Holy Spirit because God knows why he put us there. And this woman had to humble herself to the word of the Lord. She had to A, discern that Elijah was a man of God. Then when she still said, man of God, as long as I liveth, I don't have anything, that when Elijah turned around and told her, but if you make it for me first, God will make sure you'll never run out, that she had to trust what he said. She had to turn around and trust his counsel. She had to trust the counsel of the prophet of God in a a very, a very crazy situation. This is her last meal, her last meal. And I have to trust your counsel that if I make this for you, God is going to provide for me. And sometimes it's not that easy to just put your trust into what someone said that God said. And once again, I'm not talking about anybody. I'm talking about the men and women of God that God has placed in your life to counsel you, to uh, to develop you, to help you. You have to have a listening ear to know that when they speak, that it is God. 
God has taken me through seasons where I had to listen and tune my ear to my pastor's voice that when they speak, I can humble myself because I know it's not them, but God speaking through them. I had to humble myself and I had to learn to have a listening ear because it's easy to say, oh, that's man. This is, well, I'm not going to do what pastor said this, but I don't think so. Or, you know, uh, um, the elder said this, but I don't think so. We can't do that as men and women of God. We have to have listening ears. We have to tune our ears to the voice of God that when they speak, we can let that bear witness like this is you, Lord. I hear pastor speaking, but this is you, Lord. I hear the elder speaking, but this is you, Lord. I hear the deacon speaking, but this is you, Lord. I hear the prophet speaking, but this is you, Lord. I hear the apostle speaking, but this is you, Lord. We have to tune our ears and that means we, we have to be in the presence of the Holy Spirit of God because he's the one that tune us. He's the spirit of revelation. He's the spirit of truth. He's the spirit of counsel. So when we are spending time in the word of God, and then the man of God come with a word, the Holy Spirit will give us revelation that this is God. And this is what happened with this particular story. This widow knew he was a man of God, but she took it a step further and heeded to what the man of God said. And she was obedient to the point that she got a blessing that never, that never, never ended. Her meal did not go out and her oil did not go out. And it's funny too. One of the things that stood out to me is that this woman in this situation, sometimes when we get in those, this is it type of situations where it looked like there's no way that this can turn around. There's no way I'm going to get the money. There's no way I'm going to get healed. There's no way. There's no way that, you know, my, my marriage is going to be restored. There's no way my kids are going to get it together. When we get to that place, we, sometimes we accept our fate. This woman turned around and said, not only I don't have anything, the little I do have, once I eat it, that's it. We're going to die. She accepted the state that she was in and God don't want us accepting that state. It ain't over until God says it's over. It ain't over until God give you a word and say it's over. But until God tell you it's over, my brother and my sister, position yourself for your oil and your meal to never run out. It ain't over. It don't matter the situation. It don't matter what the doctor is saying. It don't matter how your kids are acting. It don't matter what your husband and wife is doing. It don't matter what your bank account looking like. You ain't about to die. This is not unto death. And we got to not look at our situations like this is it. This is all I could do. It's over. It is never over. God has a way of escape. When you put your trust in God and you humble yourself to God and you receive the counsel of God, he will always have a way of an escape for you. This woman accepted her fate. She was ready to die with her son, but the man of God showed up. He gave her counsel. She received it in her heart. She walked in obedience and she received the blessing. The blessing and family, God wants you to receive a blessing. He wants you to receive a blessing. He wants you to position yourself to have listening ears that you know when he's speaking. If he could use a donkey, he can use anybody in our life. And we need to have listening ears because God is prompting. God is speaking. God is moving. But are we listening family? Are we listening to the word of God? Are we too busy? 
or we're too busy looking at our current situation that we can't heed a word from the Lord from our neighbor. We can't heed the word of the Lord from that person in a cubicle next to us. We can't heed the word of the Lord from that person in the coffee shop. We can't heed the word of the Lord from our pastors because the word don't really line up with it, what, what we think, what we want, how we want this to turn out. Because if I was that woman, that's not how I thought this was going to turn out. I need an answer. And you telling me my answer is to give away what I have. I, I need this. This doesn't look right. This doesn't make sense, Lord. This is what you want me to do. I'm already telling you that this is all I have. Me and my son is going to eat it. We're going to die. And you want to take this too? God requires our last. And it encourages me. It encouraged me. Why? Because when I get to those seasons where I am at my last, it is time to rejoice. It is not time to seal your fate and say, this is it. And I'm going to die. That this is over. That this is ended. That this is never going to work out. This is the time to rejoice in the Lord and say, Lord, when I'm at my end, you're at the beginning. Hallelujah. That when you are at the end, God is at the beginning. We have to rejoice in those times when it looks like all has failed, when it is at its wit's end. God is in control. God is on the throne. We just have to position ourselves by reading the word of God. The more we read the word of God, we can have an ear to hear when a woman or a man of God come with a word. Because that word is going to go with the word that you've been feeding yourself for a week. But if we're not feeding ourselves with the word and then a man and woman of God come with the word, it's going to sound foreign to us. It's not going to make sense to us because I, ca- I haven't been consuming what you're talking about. I've been consuming worry and I've been consuming fear and I've been consuming doubt, but I haven't been consuming what you're saying and it don't make sense to me. But I serve a God that uses the simple things to conform the wise. It's not going to make sense. There's some things that God has done in my life and it does not make sense. And sometimes I used to sit back and say, God, for real, for real, for real, this don't make sense, Jesus. But when you feed yourself the word and you come across scriptures like I use simple things to conform the wise, the uh, scriptures like my ways are not your ways and scriptures like your thoughts are not my thoughts. And when you read scriptures like that and you feed yourself that and then when a man and woman of God come with an answer, come with what you've been praying for and it doesn't sound like what you expected, you can say, you know what? That sound like God because God is not going to do what I think he should should do God is going to do what he know what is best hallelujah God is going to do what he know that is best but when we spend time with the word we can receive the word from others but if we're not reading and if we're not praying we don't have an ear the Bible says faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God and if we're too busy and if we're going about our daily lives and we're not incorporating the word of God into our daily routine? How can God speak? How can God speak? Let me rephrase that. How can we know when God speaks? Because God is always speaking, but we don't have ears to eat. We don't have ears to hear. But when you read that word and the spirit of truth begin to give you revelation, it tunes your ear family. Oh, I'm saying this by experience. It tunes your ear that when people begin to speak, 
it be a witness with you. Like this is God. This is God because I've been feeding myself the word. I've been consuming scripture on top of scriptures that when someone comes and it bear witness in my spirit and it sounds like the word of God, I can stand on it. But if you're not feeding yourself the scriptures and you're feeding yourself garbage and you're listening to garbage and you're on the television and you're listening to people who are just rambling on about nothing. You're feeding your spirit that. So when truth comes and when revelation comes, it sounds foreign. But family, we got to do better. There is more that he is requiring of us. He is requiring for us to have a listening ear. So when the time come and he speak an on time right now word in our life, we can receive it and give God our last and do what is required. That you can go that extra mile. That you can, you can handle what you're going through in that situation that seems like it's taking all your patience. That you can just take a few breaths and say, Lord, I know this is you. I know you're doing something in me. I know you're molding me. But if you don't got the word in you, you can't do that. You're going to want to fight. You're going to want to clap back. You're going to want to scream and yell and get angry. But when the word is in you, when the word is in you, you got a little more patience when the word is in you. You got a little more love when the word is in you. You You got a little more forgiveness when the word is in you. You got a little more to give when the word is in you. But if you ain't got the word in you, you ain't got nothing to fight off the negativity that's coming at you. Negativity just going to beget more negativity. But you need something in you to combat the lies of the enemy. You need something in you to combat the lies that you tell yourself. Because sometimes we are our worst enemy. This woman said she sealed her own fate. She told herself that we're going to die. We're going to eat this last meal and that's it for us. Sometimes we speak negative into our own life. So if it's not the voice of the enemy, it's our own voice that is coming against our, our destiny. That's why we need the word of God that we can combat those lies. We can combat those thoughts. But if we're not feeding ourselves the word of God, we're going to perish. We're going to perish. We're going to miss opportunities from God. We're going to we're going to miss promptings and leadings of God. We're going to miss it. We're going to miss it and God want you to have overflow. God wants you to have overflow, family. He wants your meal and your oil to never run out. And this excited me. It excited me. And as I was making the cookies and putting the ingredients, I was just praying, praying over the cookies, praying over my life, praying that the spirit, the spirit of this woman, that I receive it because she, she, she operated in obedience. That no matter how hard it gets, Lord, no matter how hard it gets for me, I want to walk in obedience. I want to hear the word of the Lord and I want to walk in obedience because obedience family is better than sacrifice. God looks for our obedience. He requires it. And I want to be obedient no matter how hard it is, no matter when I'm at my wits end or how low I can go. I want to walk in obedience and say, Lord, I know this is you. I hear thy voice because I want to receive my meal and my oil and family. I want that for you more than I've wanted anything that we begin to walk as trees in the earth. 
that our leaves will not wither. And whatsoever we do shall prosper. Psalms 1. I want that for us. I want the men and women of God to rise up. He told Elijah, arise, arise, be my prophet, arise, (coughs) excuse me, arise, do what I've called you to do. Walk in obedience, get in position, get in alignment. Arise, my son, arise, my daughter, because I have commanded someone to take care of you. I have commanded someone to provide for you. I have commanded someone to love you. I have commanded someone to give you favor. Arise, my son. Arise, my daughter. God was dealing with his prophet and he was dealing with his his widow. (coughs) And it just, I love the word. I love the word. It excites me. It excites me because I know I serve the God of the Bible. I serve the God that is breathing these words. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That as his minister, he has provided some things for me. As his minister, he has commanded some things for me. That there's some things in the earth that when I get there, when I go in obedience, that there's going to be some provision for me. There's going to be some favor for me. There's going to be some healing for me. There's going to be some love for me. Why? Because I arised. I arise and I did what he told me to do. So my brother, arise. Wake up out of your slumber. Wake up, my sister. Wake up. (coughs) Excuse me. Wake up, family. Arise. Arise. God has commanded something for you. And maybe you may be in a season where you don't know what God has called you to do. Maybe you don't know what's your assignment. Maybe you don't know the mantle that is on your life. And maybe right now you feel like the widow. Walk in obedience. Have an ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you that you will not miss out on the blessings of God. It don't matter if you are a prophet or apostle or an evangelist, a teacher, a preacher, whatever God has called you to do in the earth. He requires your obedience. He requires you to walk in faith. He requires you to trust him. He requires you to arise. And if you're the widow, he requires humility. He requires you to put others before yourself. He requires you to have faith and believe that he wants to give you overflow. I love this story. I love this story. And the devil is a lie because I haven't coughed all day. But because the word of the Lord, hallelujah, because the word of the Lord, the enemy don't want you to arise. The enemy don't want you to arise. He wants you to stay procrastinating in fear, looking at your situation, looking on how you're going to make it out. He don't want you to arise and trust in the leadings of the Holy Spirit, going to unknown places, trusting that God will meet you there. He don't want you doing that. Why? Because he knows that when God shows up, hallelujah, how that is going to increase your faith. He don't want you humbling yourself. He don't want you giving your last. He wants you hoarding and holding it for yourself, thinking that it's about you and yourself. He don't want you giving because he no wants you give. 
Hallelujah. God loves a cheerful giver that once you give that your meal and your oil won't run out. So he wants you to hoard every dime. He wants you to hoard your time. He wants you to walk in unforgiveness and offense. He don't want you loving. He don't want you giving because he knows that if you begin to offer up what you got left, hallelujah, what God is going to do with, with, your, with your last. He knows that. He tries to break us till we get to our last end and just call it a quiz. He want us to get like that widow and said, it's over. I'm going to die. There's no way I'm making it out. That's the plan the enemy has. But the plan God has that even when you feel like you are at your wits end, arise. That's what God has in plan. That when you arise and you begin to do what I told you to do, family, that you will begin to see God show up and show out. That's the plan of God. That you're going to operate in overflow. That you're going to see my favor. That you're going to see my healing. That you're going to see all things work together for the good to them who love me according to the will and purpose that I have for your life. Arise, my brother. Arise, my sister. This word blessed me. And I was like, oh, Jesus, thank you because sometimes you need that pick me up sometimes you need to know that God is on your side there's so much going on around us and it seems like we are at the end of many things just like we're at the end of the year we gotta know that when we're at our end God is at the beginning hallelujah that 2020 is going to be an abundant amazing exceedingly above all that we can ask think or imagine kind of year because I'm trusting in God I'm gonna arise I'm going to go where he told me I'm gonna go where the Holy Spirit lead me I'm gonna do what he told me to do and I'm not gonna apologize for it I trust in the living Messiah. I trust in the great I am. He told me to go. I'm going to go. He tell me to stand. I'm going to stand. He tell me to love. I'm going to love. He tell me give. I'm going to give. Because when I do. Overflow. 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 I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to do for the man of God and I'm going to do for the woman of God. I'm going to give my time and I'm going to offer up the sacrifice of praise even when I'm weary and tired. I'm going to give God my all even when I feel like I have nothing less because I know that when I'm at my end, God is at the beginning, that he's going to release that anointing that is going to break off the weariness, that he's going to release the anointing that is going to break off the heaviness when I give God a praise when I feel like ain't no praise in me. Hallelujah. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out hallelujah. When you give God your last, that's when you see overflow. That's when you see overflow. That's when you see overflow. When you feel like you ain't got nothing left to give. That I don't got no more praise in me, Jesus. I'm tired. I'm wounded. I'm overwhelmed. I'm frustrated. And you feel like you, I'm heavy. I'm burdened. I'm laden. And you got to have that word in you. Hallelujah. You got to have that word in you. That when you start getting weary. And you start getting overwhelmed. That the word can sustain you. That you begin to declare and decree. Come to me. Or who? weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest when you got the word in you. Them that wait upon the Lord shall be renewed in their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. When you got the word in you, you got something to sustain you. When you got the word in you, you can hear the voice of God. When you got the word in you, family, you got to get the word in you because I don't want you to miss your overflow. 
I don't want you to miss your overflow. I want you to walk in obedience. I want you to walk in humility. I want you to walk with in tune ears to the frequency of the Holy Spirit of God. That when God speaks, you answer. Speak, Lord, speak to me. Mm. Sometimes we saying we need a word. I need a word, Lord. I need a word. But are you listening? Are you listening? Are you in a position to hear God? Do you got enough word in you to hear God? That when you do hear a word that you'll know that it's not funny? That it's not a word to tickle your fancy and tickle your ear? Because it's enough word in you that you can discern the good from evil. That you'll say, no, it sounds scripture, but that ain't God. Do you got enough word in you that when the enemy come masquerading as light, quoting something that sound like scripture, but he's perverting and twisting the word of God. Can you look that person in the face and say, that ain't God? Because when you get the word of God in you and somebody come with some funny business, they come with some false doctrine, you'll be able to combat the enemy because you'll know, I got enough word in me, that ain't scripture. I got enough word in me, that ain't my father. I got enough word in me, I'm not doing that. I'm not going there. Because I spent time with him and I know his voice and that's not where he's leading me. Hallelujah. 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 Elijah spent time with God. He built trust with God. That he went to a brook in the midst of a drought. To be fed by ravens. An animal that will eat instead of give. I trusted God and I went and I was fed day and night. The Bible said day and night. The ravens came and fed Elijah until the brook dried up. And when the brook dried up, God had another way of escape for his man of God. I have commanded a widow that when you walk in obedience, no matter what comes to an end, God has another beginning for you. No matter what comes to an end, family, God has another beginning for you. He is commanding men and women of God to be on assignment for you. For you, this is for you, my brother. This is for you, my sister, that when you trust God and you walk in obedience and you walk according to the spirit of God, God has something for you. When you enter into that town, when you enter into that church, when you enter into that job, when you enter into that home, he makes provision. He's Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. Hallelujah. This encouraged me. It encouraged me because I know what it's like on both sides. Being a minister, trusting God and going where he tell me to go and speaking what he tell me to speak in uncomfortable situations. But I'm trusting that what I'm saying is going to bring healing to the person that God told me to tell it to. And I'm praying that I didn't get it wrong. I know how this feel on both sides to have to trust God to do what it is that he told me to do as his minister and then to trust God when I'm at my wits and I'm at my last trusting that he will provide and give me overflow. I know how it feels on both sides and maybe you do too. 
Or maybe you feel like Elijah, or maybe you're feeling like the widow. But as far as I'm concerned about the word of God, he has provided for both. And you got to know it don't matter who you are, what season you are in your life. We serve a God that will provide for us. When we trust in him, when we humble ourselves, when we walk in obedience, God will provide for you. And I want to encourage somebody today that you may be in a position, it's, you may feel like you can't do it. You feel like you're at your end. You feel like this is going to be last for you and it's over it ain't over my sister it ain't over my brother God has provided a way of escape and if you can entune your ear that you can hear the word of the Lord your meal won't run out and your oil won't run out family I pray that you're encouraged I pray you're hyped I pray you go read first Kings 17 Eat the word, let it, you need to consume the word because when the word come, you need to bear witness. The Holy Spirit cannot bear witness with something that he don't have. He bear witness of the word. So if the word isn't in you, how can he bear witness? So when the word of God come, we're left feeling lost because we don't know. We shouldn't feel, God has given us the power of his Holy Spirit. There's no reason why we should be walking in confusion. We shouldn't be like, I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know. There are seasons where God requires us to trust and be led by his spirit. And there are seasons where God requires us to know. But we can't know if we don't know the word. And we have to be able to discern which is which. That Lord, you're requiring me to trust you. So I'm going to trust you. Or I know, and I'm going to walk in obedience. We should know. We should know. We should be operating in the realm of knowing. This is the time. This is the time that God is pouring out his spirit. We should be in the realm of the knowing. I know what is going on. I know what God is doing. I know what the enemy is up to. But we're ignorant because we don't have the knowledge. But if we seek the face of God. And we seek the the heart of God. The wisdom of God will release upon us. And we will be afreshed with wisdom and knowledge and understanding of the kingdom of God. And the strategies of God. And the strategies of the enemy. God will not let us be ashamed. He said, them that trust in me will not be ashamed. So I encourage you tonight to go get your Bible. Get your word and eat it. It is the bread. Man shall not live off of bread alone, but by every word that proceeded forth out of the mouth of God. Read your word. Eat. Eat the word of God because you need it to survive. You need it to know. You need it to discern. You need it to hear. We need the word. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I need the word. I need it. I need it because it helps me with everyday living. It's not just for service and worship and reading scriptures. No, this helps me day after day with decisions on top of decisions with my family, with money, with health, with love. The word of God is my answer, my anchor, my shield, my strong tower. We need the word family. 
So I pray tonight that not only you're encouraged to know that God is making a way for you, that it don't matter where you are, what season you are in your life, that God has provided a way of escape. He has provided a man of God, a woman of God to give you counsel that will lead you to victory, that will catapult you to the next level, that will get you to the overflow. All he's requiring is your obedience. All he's requiring is your obedience. And when you do, your oil and your meal will never run out. Family, I love you (laughs) with all of my heart. And I pray that each and every one of you take some time out to really read the word of God. We need the word in us. We need it. It edifies. It it strengthens. It encourages. With everything going on in this world, we need some encouragement. We need some edification. We need some strength. And we need the word of God to combat the lies of the enemy. We need the word. So I love you and I'll be talking to you soon. Have a blessed evening.